everyone, and welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where we talk to bands you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, we have an installment of Ask the Music Guy. We're talking about concerts I started out hating, but ended up loving, and what's the best time to get concert tickets. These are all listener-submitted questions, and if you'd like to ask your own question, head to popsandhisses.com slash question and fill out that form. It's really easy, takes just a second, and you could be featured on a future episode of the show. On this episode, we have two questions. The first comes from Michael via Twitter. Michael asks, did you ever cover any concerts where you initially didn't want to be there, but the artist or band ended up winning you over? The simple answer to that one is yes, Absolutely. When you're a music critic, you usually cover everything. So having an open mind and being into all kinds of music is a must, but that doesn't mean you're excited for every concert, especially when it's Justin Bieber for the third time or Kenny Chesney for the fifth time. It's really fun when you're excited to go see a band like Wu-Tang Clan or Foo Fighters or Eric Church, somebody you're really jazzed to go see live. But when you're not excited, you still have to go. You got to keep an open mind no matter what. That's your job. You got to be there to evaluate the show, even though you're having a bad day, even if you're tired, even if you're not really into the band, you have to find creativity. You got to find some good hook to write about the show. And if you're tired or not in the mood, you have to get yourself in the mood. That's the job. So when have I been pleasantly surprised? Really good question. Quite a few times. I've been to countless concerts over the years that I've reviewed, but there's a couple that spring to mind. For starters, let's go back to 2017. And I went to see The Weeknd. Time for a little confession. I've never been all that into the weekend. At least, it's always taken me a little time for his songs to grow on me. And of course, once I get that exposure, I hear it a few times. I'm really into it. Lately, we've been listening to Blinding Lights a whole lot, and that's a song that didn't really capture me when it first came out. But now, I can't stop listening to it. Neither can my kids, neither can my wife. But anyway, that night, 2017, I stopped into Pinnacle Bank Arena, and I wasn't all that excited. I probably wasn't the only person who felt that way because the place was packed especially considering it was a weeknight and everyone was amped they were dressed like it was a night out it was just huge energy in that show so when the weekend takes the stage he's all by himself and he held that stage almost completely on his own only a few musicians came out at a few different times but mostly it's this long stage that goes the length of the arena and he's running up and down singing his songs and it was a blast The show only lasted like 70 minutes. That's a really short concert. Uh, But he had everyone in his hands. By the time he hit In the Night, Can't Feel My Face, songs like that at the end of the show, it was a huge party, and I was totally a fan. Another time was Ed Sheeran. So he's a talented guy. He's a really good singer-songwriter, but honestly, I don't listen to that much Ed Sheeran in my day-to-day, you know? But that night... It's 2019. He stepped on stage all alone at CHI Health Center in Omaha, and he stayed up there by himself all night. Just Ed and a guitar. It was like a singer-songwriter night, you know, at your local club, except this was a 15,000-seat arena, and every single ticket had been sold. He had absolute command of the room. The arena was filled not just with his sentimental songs, but the shouts of every single person in the crowd. It was quite a night. The last one I wasn't all that excited for was James Taylor. Look, James Taylor is amazing. He's a legend. It's a singer-songwriter whose songs I absolutely love. His band is made up of amazing studio and touring musicians. But that night, I just wasn't that excited. I was tired. I've seen him a lot of times before. So I go to the Mid-America Center at this concert, and I'm just not 
that excited to be there. But quickly, he turned me around. It was simply an amazing show. The three-hour concert was full of songs, but that three hours, a lot of it was taken up by the stories behind those songs. Like when he talked about auditioning for the Beatles in 1968 before playing Caroline on my mind. It was an incredible night. Right now, let's take a quick break before our next question and talk about Pops and Hisses. I'm Kevin Coffey, a music critic and entertainment writer who lives in Omaha, Nebraska. I've been going to concerts since before I could drive, and I've been doing it professionally for more than 15 years. I've seen just about every band that's played on the stage, interviewed just as many too. That's literally thousands of concerts and thousands more interviews. On Pops and Hisses, I talk about it all. I have famous guests like Black Pumas and 311 and, well, you know, not quite so famous guests, but they're people whose music I love. I also talk about concerts, concert tickets, bands, music, songs, and albums, and I answer listeners' burning music questions. And I go to lots of concerts, taking photos and writing reviews. You can find all of it at popsandhisses.com and subscribe to the Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app. All right, on to our second question. When is the best time to buy concert tickets? This one came to me via email, and it's definitely intriguing. So I've talked about where to buy tickets before and how to buy tickets, how to avoid getting scammed, where fees go to, but I don't think I've ever explored the question of when. You hear it with plane tickets, right? When's the best time to buy when you're going to get the best deal, but how about concert tickets? So... A site called GameTime.co is a secondary ticket seller. They're kind of like StubHub or SeatGeek. Their specialty, though, so they say, is last-minute tickets. They promise the lowest price or they'll give you, quote-unquote, 110% of your money back. I haven't investigated that deal, and this isn't an endorsement necessarily of GameTime, but they did provide some interesting information. They said concerts can be 51% less expensive if you buy a seat after the official start time of the event. That was kind of an odd one to me because, look, if you bought a show for a ticket that started at 7 p.m. with an opening act or two, you buy the ticket after that 7 p.m. start time. And, you know, you're really gambling with that option. Will there be even any seats available? Is it really worth missing that or waiting till the very last second? I guess in this case, past the last second. I don't know. They also said buying tickets the day before a concert will be about 22.5% less than the average price. That's not surprising. Day of and day before tickets can really be a good deal. And they said if you buy tickets 30 days prior, the tickets will only be 0.36% less than average. That's nothing. That's no deal at all. That's right on the money, right? So they said their figures, uh, GameTime's figures, show prices on their platform, on average, start dropping significantly a week before the event. The biggest savings are one day before an event where people found tickets much cheaper than average. So far in 2021, they said 39% of tickets on GameTime were purchased on the day of the event. So this platform is really geared toward last-minute buyers, and they've seen a lot of that in their uh, model. So their advice is that it pays to wait, which, you know, plays into their business model. Now, in my experience, the best time to buy tickets is when the show goes on sale especially if it's a popular artist and you're worried it might sell out, the day those tickets go on sale, get your tickets. You'll have the best pick of seats, and of course, you know, you're more likely to get a ticket when there's more available. If you think it's going to sell out, get the tickets as early as you can. Now, we're also talking about primary sellers. That's like Ticketmaster or whatever the venue's 
ticket website might be, you know, they might use eTix or they might use Eventbrite or they might use, uh, you know, Ticketmaster obviously is the big one. Um, Game Time and other sites like StubHub, SeatGeek are secondary sites. They bought the tickets or someone bought the tickets and then is selling them, reselling them on their site. So, you know, with those secondary sites, you're gambling. You're gambling with price. That's a thing. You, they might be more expensive than the initial price. They might be less expensive. And, uh, you know, as we just talked about in that data, it could go up or down. But, you know, you're kind of gambling with the ticket itself. You're not guaranteed the ticket's legitimate. Some of those sites do have guarantees, and that's really nice. But sometimes that just means guaranteed your money back if it doesn't work out. But look, this actually just happened. An acquaintance, a former coworker of mine, got a ticket for a concert out of town via SeatGeek, showed it to the venue, and found it was invalid. She traveled. She met up with friends. They got to the show. She couldn't get in. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what happened. I th- I'm, I'm guessing SeatGeek probably refunded her money, but you know she was kind of out of luck at that point. So... That's not going to happen if you buy a ticket directly from Ticketmaster, for example. If it did, Ticketmaster would guarantee to help you out. They'd get you into the show. You know, they'd figure figure something out for you. The venue would help you out, but not every other place can do the same. So, that said, sometimes the secondary markets are the best way to get a ticket, or often the cheapest. You might not care too much if the cheap ticket doesn't pan out. You know, it's like a $50 show. You paid 12 bucks. And you show up and they're like, yeah, your ticket's not legitimate. It might not be a huge disappointment for you to miss out on 12 whole dollars. And if it's that kind of show and the tickets are that cheap, you can probably find another way into the concert, even if it ends up meaning you're paying full price. I personally have had some good luck buying tickets the day before or the day of a show. Uh, This is several years ago, but I went to a Bob Dylan show for, I think it was $13. And that's because I went to StubHub a few hours before the show. They had tons of tickets available. I found the closest one to the stage for the most reasonable price, which was like 13 bucks. Uh, it ended up being the cheapest, quote, big concert I've ever been to. And it was a great show, too. So that's all stuff to keep in mind when you're looking for tickets, especially trying to find the best price. Yeah, day before uh, could be an option. Day of might be an option. I think that one where you buy it after the show has already started doesn't seem like a very good idea. But, you know... There's some uh, factors there you'll have to consider if that's one of your options. Well, everybody, thanks so much for your questions. Remember, you can submit your own question to be featured on a future podcast at popsandhisses.com slash question. We have more volumes of this Ask the Music Guy podcast coming up soon, so stay tuned for those and would love to have your questions featured in the show. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name, Kevin Coffey, spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y. Thank you, thank you to Herdat, as always, for producing the show and find lots more of our podcasts at herdatmedia.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. A Herdat Media Production.